Welcome to PowerPoint, the podcast lesson to make learning the Bible fun and easy to follow. This podcast is based on the GraceLink curriculum for the Junior Sabbath School Bible Study Guide from the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. You can read along at juniorpowerpoints.org. There, you can also download and subscribe to these podcasts under Resources or on iTunes. Lesson 9. Jesus Defends Us Imagine that you are in a courtroom and you are on trial. The judge and the jury have to weigh the evidence and decide whether or not you are guilty. How would you feel if you were convicted of a violation of the law? How would you respond if your lawyer paid a very high cost for the fine, which you could have never paid, so that you could be free? The Bible describes a court scene that is taking place in heaven. The prophet Daniel saw that court scene in a vision in which the Ancient of Days, God the Father, was seated to judge the human race based on the records contained in the books. As the court was seated and the books were opened, Daniel saw one like the Son of Man, who was coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, and 13 and 14. The parallel passage in Daniel chapter 8, verse 14, describes this as the sanctuary being cleansed. Let's take a closer look at what this means. We can learn about the heavenly sanctuary by examining the earthly sanctuary. Moses made an earthly tabernacle after the pattern of the heavenly sanctuary. See Exodus chapter 25, verses 9 and 40. When someone had sinned, that person came to the sanctuary and brought a pure, spotless animal, symbolizing Jesus, the pure, spotless Lamb of God. See Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. The person would lay the hands on the head of the Lamb, confessing his or her sin, thus transferring it onto the Lamb. That Lamb would then be sacrificed in place of the sinner, pointing to Jesus' sacrifice that cleanses from sin. See Leviticus 1. Once a year, on the Day of Atonement, the congregation of the children of Israel assembled at the sanctuary after they had confessed and repented of their sins. It was on the Day of Atonement that the sanctuary was cleansed from the people's sins. On that day, two goats were brought to the tabernacle, and lots were cast to determine which goat was for the Lord and which was the scapegoat. The first goat, over which no sins were confessed, was sacrificed. Its blood was brought into the sanctuary to cleanse it from the record of sins, represented by the blood of the animal sacrifices for sins made through the year. This goat was symbolic of Jesus' sinless sacrifice for us. At the cross, Jesus himself took our place, paid the price for the penalty of our sins, and set us free from the condemnation of sin. After the cleansing blood of this goat was applied to the sanctuary, the sins of the people were confessed on the head of the scapegoat, which represented Satan, the author of sin. It was then banished to the wilderness to die, symbolizing Satan's final punishment for the world's sin. See Leviticus 16. Significantly, the Day of Atonement in the earthly sanctuary was the only service in which all Israelites were required to participate. See Leviticus chapter 23, verses 29 and 30. Also, it was the only day of the year when the high priest could enter the most holy place. He did this to do a special work of atonement for the people. The priestly ministry throughout the year pointed forward to Christ's ministry as our high priest. 
But the Day of Atonement pointed forward to Jesus' entry into the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary at the end of the 2300 prophetic days in 1844. See Daniel chapter 8, verse 14. That is when Jesus began his work of investigative judgment as our great high priest in the heavenly sanctuary, which includes a special work of cleansing for his people. See Leviticus chapter 16, verse 30. At some point, the name of every person who has ever lived will come before God in judgment. Although all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, we can receive the undeserved gift of salvation by confessing our sins, accepting Jesus' sacrifice, and starting a new life of obedience. The good news is that in the judgment, Jesus will be the advocate of all who accept him as their personal redeemer and enter into this special work by keeping all of his commandments, including the Sabbath. See Revelation chapter 14, verse 12. John wrote about this saying, If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. Our penalty has already been paid with the precious blood of Jesus. Thanks to Christ, we can be free. We need only accept his atoning sacrifice. Now that the books of record are opened in the heavenly judgment, everyone's thoughts, words, and actions, including their sins, stand revealed. The names of those who by faith were obedient to God's laws are written in the Lamb's book of life, Revelation chapter 21, verse 27, and will not be blotted out, Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. The cases of those whose names are not recorded in the book of life or whose names were blotted out during this judgment will pass in review for judgment at a later time, during the millennium, and at its close. How important it is, then, to obey God. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Our names may come up any time in the judgment. How should we spend our time and utilize our resources? How should we use the gifts and talents God has given us? How can we open our hearts to Jesus and allow Him to change our lives? If we accept Jesus as our personal Savior, He will cover us with His robe of righteousness. To all who believe in Him, Jesus promises everlasting life. See John chapter 3, verse 16.